0: Hey, Facebook, hey, Instagram. So last week, we did a poll on Instagram, and we had um, all of you guys choose, you know, between digital marketing for business or for career. Um, So today, we're going to talk about digital marketing for business. Thanks for for voting. And uh, the reason why we're talking about digital marketing for business as well is because we'll be, you know, um, having a new intake for our digital marketing product launch bootcamp on July 4th. So this digital marketing product launch bootcamp, how we differentiate it from other courses out there is, you know, in the duration of five weeks, you actually launch your own products online. So you we actually have a product for you to sell, you know, whether it's a physical product or a B2B business or, you know, a business that requires leads. And during the five weeks you actually build your own landing page launch your own facebook ads, launch your own google ads campaign and during the five weeks as well you see how your ads perform and you'll be able to optimize it and also make it better and also you see results you see whether or not you make a sale or whether or not any sales come in and at the end you'll learn things like chatbots seo and really be very hands-on to actually uh, launch your own campaign so that's it's really a bootcamp. It's not a theory class. It's not a you know, concept class. So yeah, we hope to see you on July fourth. So um, so today we're gonna talk about digital marketing for for business. Um, so Andre, yeah, um, we do you have any stories? You know, we we've had a few business owners join uh, our digital marketing product launch bootcamp. Can you share with our audience some of the students that have joined us for the bootcamp?
1: Um, yeah, so a lot of them are actually business owners, mm-hmm. right, who, who face a lot of trouble in their day-to-day because like number one is some of them are just trying to get their products out there mm-hmm. and they were asking questions like, oh, you know, why are there so many people who like my post? You know, I pay to boost posts, like my post, but no one actually buy anything. Um, so they ask questions like this, like they also ask questions like oh uh you know what are the ways that i can use to you know make sure that my like my company appear in mm-hmm. the first page of google um and a lot of them i think uh, after the boot camp a lot of them grow their businesses mm-hmm. um you know uh, let's just say they were doing one million now they're doing two million mm. uh a lot of them will, so some of them actually started you know venturing into uh, having their own uh, starting their own business uh, mm. from scratch right because they've mm-hmm. been through the whole five weeks they know the process they know what framework to look at they mm. know what how we do things and they can think by themselves this time around so cool. it's very exciting
0: yeah so in in our product launch book camp we've had people who own their own, you know, sticker company. You know, you can see on our Facebook page, there's this uh, girl called Fiancee who has owned her company called Sticker Bear. We even had e-commerce marketers. You know, we had, you know, people working for big companies as well. We had, you know, agency owners in our last batch. Last batch, we had agency owners, people who own their own businesses Mm. join our bootcamp. And they had very, you know, uh, specific questions like Audrey said, you know, and how how do I get my company ranked on, on Google, you know, how do I use Facebook for their businesses? So with the questions that you have through Instagram and through Facebook, uh, we will start answering some questions. And if you have any questions as well on Instagram or Facebook, please do um, you know leave a comment or on Instagram leave a comment there, we'll answer it live. If we uh, happen to see it, our team will let us know. And um, we have a few questions today, about nine questions. And yep. even after this webinar, you know, if you're watching this, you know, recorded, we have questions as well. You can feel free to DM us on Facebook or, you know, feel free to send us an email and we'll get back to uh, to you regarding your questions. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. So, we'll get right down to the first question. Yeah. So, when it comes to uh, businesses, uh, um, because there is a rise of social media out there, so, Ilham Chiblat Sono, he actually asks us, you know, what types of social media marketing out there and what are the social media channels that are good for business? So I'll give this question to Audrey. So
1: Yeah, I think I think the most standard ones we all have already seen, we know Facebook, mm. you know, Instagram. Um, and then of course right now people are talking about Twitter. You know, how is it like using Snapchat? Mm. Um you know, some people also look into things like, you know, WeChat, uh, mm. there, there are so many things. But I think, you know, the, the question is, how are they different, you know, from mm. one another? So one key thing to look at is that different channels have different demographics, mm. right? Uh, for example, someone who use Facebook and someone who use Snapchat and someone who use Instagram, they are so different in, in terms of age group as well, right? Mm. Uh, I guess like Facebook, people always say that it's for older people. Mm. Snapchat would be for the younger generation. I think Instagram, uh, it it covers a huge Mm. range of people, but obviously people who are in their maybe mid-20s, right? Um, So, and then also, you know, people use uh, let's just say Facebook to get updates, uh, Mm. politics updates, news updates, but you don't see people doing that on Instagram. Mm. On Instagram, um, people, you know, check out where the other person went traveling. Mm. Um, so I think, I think these are some of the key things to look at. Uh, yeah. what, what do you think?
0: So uh, as in the in the first week of the product launch weekend, what we actually teach our students to do is we do an exercise called the customer avatar. Yeah. So, like what Audrey said, you know, different social media channels have different side of audiences. So, you need to identify. So, we already asked students to identify what is their customer, yeah. what is their ideal customer. So, previously in our last batch, we were selling health products. Mm. You know, we were selling MCT oils, uh, chia seeds, and also we were selling one more is, uh, the protein powder. protein powder. So, the students needed to sort of identify what, uh, are the behaviors of their customers, what are the pain points, what are the behaviors of their customers, and what, uh, where do their customers spend time? So if like let's say you you you're selling protein powder you know most of your customers will either be on facebook or on instagram yeah and you know after that during the product launch program as well we do teach you how to market on facebook and google mm-hmm. uh, but what i tell students is the social media channels uh are means to an end um two things to be when you do on social media if you're doing an e-commerce you know um besides doing sales it's also about building community. So, you know, we cover something called email marketing. So a lot of people who do massive e-commerce really believe in email marketing because this is where you build your subscribers Mm -hmm. and you constantly communicate with them and uh, you you build a community. Same with Instagram as well. Once you have a huge following, it builds that credibility there. And also it uh, lets you leverage on your community. And then secondly, we can do sales on all these channels as well. So are there any experience when it comes to doing conversions on, you know, all these social media channels?
1: I think when it comes to doing, I I think one of the, you mean with or without money?
0: Um, Both, I think. I
1: I guess with. If, I mean, with money, um, convert, I, I think there are a lot of, especially for Facebook, there are a lot of ad objectives that allows you to really ask Facebook, hey, Facebook, you know, look for someone who would actually buy my product. And I think this is something that we emphasize a lot in, uh, in, in our class, right, in our product launch bootcamp, that, you know, ads... Yes, you want to get the ads to as many people to see it. But one good mm-hmm. thing about the digital platform is that mm-hmm. this digital platform actually knows so much about us mm-hmm. that they know if you're going to buy it or not. Mm-hmm. And during that course, right, we, what we do is that we get students to actually try to figure out and try to find these people and learn how to use all these platforms, uh, you know, take advantage of the full potential mm-hmm. of these platforms to look for the best customers that would really matter to, to everyone, uh, to us,
0: uh yes so part of the course as well uh once you learn how to create content we will actually let you launch your own facebook ads yeah so uh, when it comes to social media um advertising um, facebook ads is the uh the one that is the most exciting one everyone's talking about yeah. it it's because it's the only platform. Where you really can put your videos, put your creativity, put your content as mm. part of the advertising, yeah. so for a lot of e-commerce you know marketers or for a lot of business owners, that's where uh, you know you want to put your advertising in. So yeah, I think that's uh, so much for social media um, and do have do give us uh, questions if you have further questions when it comes to what social uh, social media channels to use. All right, moving on to the next question, which is. Um quite quite uh deep question yeah. is by Soufsman96 is um how to retarget the audience for the business. Mm. So first I need to explain what is retargeting. So before we get to how we're gonna do it, retargeting is basically um you already have an audience that either you know consume your content or been to your website. So it's basically either your customers or someone who has actually interacted with your brand. So retargeting is reaching out to people re mm-hmm. r e retargeting reaching out to people mm. who have actually you know had a touch point with your brand. Yep. So so how normally do we do retargeting for for business?
1: I think this is really really cool. So um I I'm gonna use students uh, as examples. Mm-hmm. They always you know they always say hey you know what uh you know i have all these people who come to website i got their emails i got their you know their phone numbers but you know i don't know what to do with them and i think that is a key thing right you how do you actually you know retarget these people and one good thing is that when you actually have their contact, like their emails, mm-hmm. as well as their phone numbers, you can actually upload them into all the social media platforms. And we, mm-hmm. we tell our students, you know, upload them into the social media platforms because the social media uh, platforms will look for these people in their space and then remarket to them and then retarget to them. So assuming if you were to buy, um, assuming let's say I buy skincare mm-hmm. today, and, you know, you have an estimation that, you know, Audrey is going to finish using this skincare in four months' time. Mm-hmm. And then in four months' time, you can retarget me, right? Yeah. Because you know that I've already used the product already.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you already have my contact number and my email. Yeah, feel free to retarget. But mm-hmm. there are also other ways, you know, of retargeting. Yeah.
0: To you? Yeah. So as uh, part of the, you know, our Facebook ads uh, module in our product launch book camp, I what I teach the students is you can do custom audience retargeting on Facebook. So like Audrey said, if you have phone numbers, you have emails, when you upload them onto Facebook, Facebook actually knows who they are. So imagine you have a portion of your customers who are your high lifetime value customers, which that customers who spend the most money. What you can do is you can tell Facebook, hey, these are the people, uh, you know, I want to upsell them some things, you know. Secondly, you can also do, what you can do is, I, what I teach in the uh, Product Launch Book as well, how does Facebook know who visited your website? Partly is because we have something called a Facebook Pixel. So what you can mm. do as sort of re- retargeting, the most important thing that you can do is to get people who didn't convert, who went to your website. So imagine someone who's been to your website, you know, uh, whether you're selling an e-commerce product or whether yes. you're doing a service and they didn't become your customer. They went to your site, checked you out, and for some reason, uh, they didn't convert. What you can do in you know Facebook remarketing is you can tell Facebook, hey, these are the people who visited my website, um, can you give them a remarketing ad to tell them to you know submit their lead or make a purchase? Yeah. So that is the best way, the most essential way to do re- remarketing. So one of the examples I can give you if you ever go to uh let's say an agoda website just go go there now and when you visit a specific hotel what you happen to you is when you go back to your facebook news feed you see the ad for that specific hotel so that's how you know the basic remarketing you can do of course you can do very advanced ones like you know your customers phone, uh, phone number or whatever or you can also retarget if you have an advanced Instagram audience. You have a very engaged Instagram or Facebook mm. audience. You can retarget for people who watched the video, or people who watched, um, you know, or, or people interacted with your social media channel. So previously in our product launch program, the the last batch that you know one group sold at MCT oil because she did a retarget retargeting on someone who watched. A facebook video so what we do is we actually teach students to run a video ad and you know like hundreds of people actually watch that ad. and what she did was she targeted people who watch you know 50 percent of that video and actually you know a few a number of people who watch 50 percent of it actually brought a product so yeah so yeah. So, so, yeah, so that's, that's cool that's cool so that's how you can do retargeting um so uh, a new question just came in we'll address that later so yeah so, if any questions when it comes to retargeting? Uh, do let us know, uh, and uh, we will uh, get back to you. So, uh, hopefully, you get a lot of value of, of uh, remarketing here in this uh, webinar. So, let's move on to the next question.
1: Okay. So, the next question is by Pet Y Six One Six. What is the most efficient method to promote business through digital marketing, um, social media marketing? Uh, mm-hmm. con- Yeah, content marketing and email marketing. Mm -hmm. So let's just repeat, what's the most efficient method to promote business through digital marketing? Is it social media marketing, content marketing, or email marketing?
0: Mm. Hmm. That's uh, that's a great question. So as as a small business, I understand where the premise of these questions comes from, Mm great question, Pat, why? So uh, as a small business, of course, you have limited resources. So what I teach the students is when you have limited resources, You have to prioritize what you can do best uh, because you don't have like a 10 person team if you have a small business you don't have and you only have a limited amount of time so what is the best channel or what is the best digital marketing that you can do um, to get you the most results so i will give you uh, answer that it's quite typical, and I don't want to say this, but it all depends on your business. Yeah. But, um, so some businesses you cannot advertise, right? You cannot do any Facebook ads or Google ads. For example, if you're doing any, uh, business related to blockchain, you cannot really do yeah. any advertising. So then you have to do email marketing. It also depends on the nature of your business. If you're doing e commerce, right? So let's talk about e commerce for a while. Um, if you search for anything, let's say laptop Malaysia or handphone Malaysia uh, on Google, you will see Lazada, you will see Shopee heavily investing on Google Ads because when someone searches for a specific product, it means they are highly interested and very easily uh, convert. But e-commerce also works well on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, when social media has a lot of targeting, you know, people using a specific device, or people using uh, uh, at a certain stage or like certain demographic. So you can also give them that awareness to buy that product. But that is more of a challenge. And people have got great results from social media marketing as well. Um, but it all depends on your business. That's for now. So Audrey, any thoughts on this?
1: Um, I think I think this is one thing that I always tell people. Like, you know, um, all those different, different platforms that you have, you know, they are not sometimes they're just not the end goal. You need to see how you can put all of them together to make it work, make them work together to reach your ultimate mm-hmm. goal. So I think this is one key thing that we actually talk about. Uh, I think especially in class, right? What um we always talk about funnel marketing and I think this is very new because a lot of students come up to me and say, you know what, I've never thought about you know, doing digital marketing mm. in, in a manner where there is a funnel, there is a way. We need to figure out how to use all these different social media platforms mm. to ultimately reach that goal. They say that, you know, this is the first time mm. trying to think about um, things in that manner. Yeah. So I think, I think funnel marketing is one key thing. So, you know, just like what uh, Bob said, um, you can definitely focus on things that you are best at mm. right, because of uh, constraints in manpower. But at the same time, you also need to start thinking about your funnel and start thinking about funnel marketing.
0: Yeah. Um, in my experience as well, um, it depends also on the price of your product. Yeah. So when, when we do marketing for Next Academy, just to share with you, uh, we are everywhere. because the, Because of the price of the product, people need a longer consideration stage to purchase. You know, you need to be on, on Facebook ads, you need to be on Google, you need to be everywhere. And then you need to do remarketing, which you talk about, to actually convert them. Yep. And over the course of time, we also do email to remind them and to educate them about the perks of the course. But if you are selling something that is a commodity, you know, like if you're selling something like clothing or you're selling something like uh, fashion yep. or shoes, that you don't need email marketing per se uh, you don't need so much community building because it's a commodity it's a fast transaction yep. product you just yep. need to show up right. in facebook show up in google and people will buy it and of course you know um this also goes back to what is the most efficient way so some some of i think a lot of you business owners are doing b2b right a lot of our students uh who come to our bootcamp as well are service business owners and for B two B, what works well if you are prioritizing is especially LinkedIn and also um, Google search. So y'all, we have we have also done um, you know B two B products in our product launch program before. Yep. We actually got students to actually promote a B two B accounting software. So what they did a lot was on Google Ads and also on uh, on email, which is the best. Channel when it comes to it when it comes to B two B so it depends on the nature of your business mm. and also depends on the price of your product so yeah. if you have further questions you know when it comes to your specific business or your specific price of your product do let us know mm-hmm. uh, but it's a great question this is quite a broad question but it's a great question okay yeah. um, next question comes from Big KL <laughs> and uh, um, so Big KL has a question that is very specific to Instagram. So she asks, how does the Instagram algorithm work? You know, what strategies can you use to have the user see your posts in their feed aside from being notified? Um, so just to give a, a background on this question, a lot of business owners, especially, you know, when it comes to services or uh, e-commerce, do use Instagram for their marketing. And the, the biggest challenge, you know, is appearing on the algorithm, appearing on the feed and besides getting getting a notification you know what what how can they you know leverage instagram to actually grow their business
1: so I, I think this I think this is definitely a question that so many people ask like mm. hey you know especially in class right like yeah, yeah. hey how can I grow my you know followers mm-hmm. how can I get more people to like my stuff you know and and so on I think this is definitely something that is uh that you know that we talk about a lot so I think I think for this question you know we should definitely break down into two things right mm. number one is the quality of your content mm. right uh that's one and then of course secondly is there any way to hack the uh, mm. Instagram algorithm so I think in um I think the first thing first quality of uh, the content I think number one you know in just like what we do in class right uh, we uh, we always say go back to your customer avatar go back to your customer avatar what do they want what are they mm. looking for because you if you know your customer avatar then you know what kind of uh, people who would be in your IG you know followers who are they right as well mm. And then from there, I think, uh, I think you, you move on to creating, you know, content that is really something that is impactful, something that they care about. You know, I, I think I see a lot of uh, people who do content that they just put it up for the sake of putting it up there. But just to, just, just as an example, um, I think this is one of, uh, uh, what Bob did, right? Is that, for example, Kidomo, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a place where children, you know, go, go and enjoy themselves. And obviously, if you look at Kidomo, you see a lot of happy faces of kids running around. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're thinking like, oh, who's going to be the one who's looking at Instagram? Parents will be the one looking at Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you're like thinking, hey, why are these kids so happy playing in this place? What place is this? And that's when you capture the person's attention as well. So I think I think this is uh I think this is one key thing, right? Content, mm. content, quality content. I'll pass the second part to you.
0: Oh, okay. So when it comes to the Instagram algorithm, yeah. uh from, from my experience working with multiple brands out there, um how you actually hacked it is actually three things you need to hack uh to, to actually hack it. So Instagram uh, actually chooses uh the content that has the most engagement for specific hashtags. So how do you appear in the explore section on Instagram is you have to be the leader in that particular hashtag and how you be the leader in the particular hashtag is have as much relevant hashtags as possible. Secondly, second advice when it comes to Instagram, and we do tell this to our students as well, is the frequency. So when you post on Instagram... Instagram will generally So if you notice, if you follow 1,000 people on Instagram, you follow 5,000 people or 200 people on Instagram, Instagram does not show you the content of these 200 people. What Instagram shows you is the people that you most engage with. So by posting more, by increasing your frequency, you increase the chances um, of of, um, people interacting with you and increasing your chances of your content being shown. Third, as well, how to hack the algorithm. I've seen uh, many brands do this, and many uh, content creators do this. Is you have to encourage engagement. Mm. So what you can do sometimes, what you can do is you 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 say something like um, you know, um, call like today is uh, a happy, today is a birthday happy Monday. You know, comment your friend's name if they have a birthday today, or you know you can. Uh, you know, share about, you know, um, You know, let us know if you have any digital marketing questions. Yeah. You encourage the comments, you build that engagement, or give a like, uh, any any sort of engagement plug. You know, give a like if you agree with this uh, quote, or you, you, you say comment yes if you agree with this. Yeah. So when you create that engagement, Instagram will actually, you know, promote your content. So three things, hashtags, frequency, and create that engagement. That will get you uh very far in when it comes to the Instagram algorithm.
1: I, I think, like for us, one of the key things is sometimes people do ask, like, oh, you know what? How how do we create content? How mm-hmm. do we create so much content? I think one of the very interesting thing that we do in class is really like carry on, guys. You know, um, we teach them a set of you know rapid content creation methods, mm-hmm. and say, okay, guys, you know, within within uh today, within the next couple of hours. Mm-hmm you know, everyone, collectively, everyone should have um, more than like 20 content already. You know? so, so this is one of the key things that we, we get people into that whole mindset. Like, how do I, what are the key things that we need to know mm-hmm. to make sure that the content is impactful? You know, just like what uh, Bob said, what are the three things that, you know, we must include it, in, in our content, and how can we rapidly create this content over and over and over again? I think those are very important things.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so for, for Bake KL, specifically for Bake KL, so Bake KL, just to let you know, it's like an artisanal bakery here in Kuala yeah. Lumpur. So, what you could specifically do is you can show, I uh, can post a, a, a picture of a cake and say, hey, everyone, you know, this is like a, a special cake. So, comment below your favorite. Uh, favorite flavor, you know, whether it's chocolate, vanilla, or, you know, everyone who loves chocolate, please comment yes, or some things like that. So yeah. you encourage that engagement there. The you put, uh, well, yeah, right? to the posting, uh, especially on your post, create some comments, then your post will rank, uh, will come up as well on the algorithm. Um, and then, you know, put in the relevant hashtags, and of course, the frequency is, is there. Um, and another thing that i would like to add is when when you are so specific like a kuala lumpur you know bakery do put in the location tags as well mm-hmm. uh, like tag the specific location and actually there is no shortcut to growing instagram um the, the best instagram uh, out there gary wainer chuck he actually said this in one of his posts he said the um How is it? It's the $9, $19, whatever the dollar. Uh, So, what he means is two cents every two cents, and you put it to uh, 180 per day. So, what how you constantly grow your Instagram very fast is to give engagement. So, how do you grow it? Is you go to people, if you're in Kuala Lumpur, go to, you know, influencers or people, you know, people in Kuala Lumpur, comment, like their posts and people say, hey, this person comment and like on my post. Uh, I'll check them out and chances are they will follow you back or not. But by doing it 90 times per day, you increase your chances of of people following you back. So there is no shortcut. shortcut. Uh, When it comes to Instagram growth, there might be shortcuts, but it's not recommended. Uh, It's giving engagement, putting hashtags, putting the work uh, in terms of the content, and then you will grow. So that's that's all for Instagram. And uh, let's move on to the next question.
1: Yeah, so, so I, I, yeah. let me just bring this. Uh, the next one is by Scotty. Scotty um, said, how to choose the good content to make for our business so that the engagement with our audience still maintain. And at the same time, um, you know, not to be overwhelmed by too many content, you know, so that I guess it, so that the manpower wise will still be able to uh to to have the time to cater for it the mm,
0: yeah uh there is there is uh no not, no such a thing as too much content in fact uh you can create as much content as you want yeah but it's more of how you differentiate your content so mm. uh, when you're creating a video you know sometimes try a different person or different background uh, when you're doing a post, try doing something different once in a while. Have as much content as possible, but, you know, have some diversity. So there's not too much content. Um, when I, when people ask me questions, I, I would ask them back, you know, what is the, the objective of your content? You know, yeah. whether it's to drive sales or to build community. Mm. So, you know, always have in mind what is your objective when you create your content. So there is no too much, con- never too much content especially in this social media world because every day we are getting content from everywhere. So yep. it's about showing up. If you create too little content, no one knows about you. So create as much content as possible because everyone right now is bombarded by content and you need to stand up. Yeah,
1: I think I think I understand when people say, oh, you know what? Um, sometimes there's just so much content to create. You know, How much is it? Uh, how what's the minimum amount of content that I need to create? What's the maximum amount of content I need to create? I think one key thing is sustainability, yeah. right? Um, make sure that it's sustainable. And and as mentioned, I think, you know, just like what I say, you know, when, when we are in class, what we do is that we actually teach students tips and tricks on how to create content rapidly. Um, how do you create videos in just less than 10 minutes, right? Those things are possible. And, and But then the key thing is really getting to that mindset of, creation you cannot be distracted mm-hmm. but when you are very you know focused you guys you would be able to create a lot of things at a very short time and i think um yeah just like you said you know there's no such thing as too much content but really getting into the creation mood and not not to do just like mm-hmm. you know lame content lah, but then mm-hmm. really doing content that is valuable to the audience mm-hmm. that uh, that you're catering for
0: yeah i've seen a lot of businesses that do very well uh, not because all their content is about selling. Not that all their content is about their product. But what they do is they provide value. You know, they they give education. So just to give you a sneak preview, what I teach, what uh, what some of my mentors teach in the content uh, creation class is there are basically four types of content. So there is the information content, which you tell people where you are. You know, what's the price of your product? just basic information. And then there is the education content that we talk about. It can be a webinar, like what we're doing right now. It can be a white paper. It can be a thought leadership article. And the third type of content is inspiration. You'll see a lot of brands out there, you know, they have quotes, they have, like, uh, happy Monday, they have, like, whatever. So you just need to inspire people, maybe some touching video. So it's inspiration, so you can give value in these three types of content. the fourth type of content, which is quite popular as well, maybe you can get influencers to do it or, you know, can get content creators to do it, is the entertainment. Hmm. So a lot of brands out there, they're very successful brands, you know, the big brands, they have... Like commercials that really entertain you. They have things that, you know, and they, they do stuff with funny or entertaining commercials. So these four types of content, you, if you, you know, rotate between these four types of content, you create for these four types of content every day, uh, you'll never run out of content and, uh, you can stand out when it comes to content so that's all about content and mm-hmm. i think you've realized that we talked about a lot about our product launch uh book camp so the product launch book camp again is coming on the july 4th and i think our team you know will put the link here on facebook as well uh so that you can go to that link check out what is our product launch bootcamp. The, the next day is july 4th you know look at the modules as well and uh, then you can sign up hopefully i'll see you at the product launch book camp uh, so move on to a next question by Dan please which is quite a regular question that we get on to um, hmm. get on from our students, is should I use Facebook ads or Google ads for my business? So, what are your thoughts, Audrey?
1: It depends. Yeah. <laughs> Everything really means like it depends. Um, first thing first, you know, if, if you ever want to look at things at the platform perspective, then obviously people will say, oh, as many platforms as possible. But by the end, they, the question you should ask yourself is what's the goal? What's the purpose of mm. you using the platforms, right? For example, Facebook ads and Google ads are so different in nature. Mm. And this is something that I always tell, you know, the students, my students, and say that, hey, guys, Facebook ads allow you to discover things because they push ads to you. You want or you don't want, you also get ads, right? Yeah. But for Google ads, it only appears to you when you are searching for it actively. Mm. So I think these are these are the things that you know I often see myself reminding the students, and then I ask them straight, what is the purpose? Which part of the funnel are you targeting when you're you know writing when you're mm-hmm. trying to focus on these platforms? Um that's very crucial. Sure. I I mean I've seen I've seen businesses who I remember the student who came up to me and we just chit chatting. He said, like, you know what, um, she was just doing it was for a facial company and she was just saying that you know what, like all this while we have always been using Facebook, Facebook ads, Facebook mm-hmm. ads, and then we have never touched you know Google ads at all. And she said, then I put up Google ads. i have been getting you know, uh, I've been getting two or three times amount of business compared to what I had previously, mm. right? And you, then that's so you say that, hey, but, you know, people can say, but it's facial. Facial, it should be on Facebook, right? Mm. But for her, Google Ads was the one that brought in business. Mm. So really understand the purpose and understand which part of the funnel you're targeting.
0: Yeah. yeah. So the short answer, should I use Facebook Ads or Google Ads? It's <laughs> both, right? Yeah. But, you know, we actually had this experience in our last uh, product launch book So we were selling... Uh, things that were at a very low price point, about 30 ringgit. And the Google ads, uh, so for your knowledge, Google ads actually cost per click or cost per, uh, you know, for people to go to your website actually cost more because Google is a more uh, competitive uh, platform. Facebook ads as well. Uh, So when you run advertising, first, before you run any advertising, you have to consider the cost of your product. If your margin of your product is like 7 Ringgit or 8 Ringgit, when you do any of this advertising, you really need to go for the quantity. If not, yeah. your cost of advertising will not be covered in your product. But by all means, like already said, selling a facial. If your facial is 2000 Ringgit package, then by all means, use any advertising channels because what you get back is very, uh, very, you can justify with your margins as well. So when it comes to when i teach in the product launch book camp, i always teach people about the marketing funnel and you can google a marketing funnel if you are on google mm-hmm. so marketing funnel basically goes from awareness consideration and then action basically when you are doing google ads you are the consideration phase people when they're searching for the best facials in kl they are actually looking for mm-hmm. facials mm-hmm. right they are actually very ready to be the customer so that's why google ads cost more because it's a very high quality customer various video on Facebook, people are not looking for it. Basically on Facebook, if you're doing ads for facials, you're targeting maybe females, maybe people yeah. in like their teenagers, or people interested in healthcare or people interested in cosmetic products. But you can do as much awareness as possible, do as much remarketing as possible, Facebook. But these people on Facebook are not looking to buy from you. Yeah. Because they are there to look at cat videos, they're there to, you know, look at their friends updates. So you will convert, but it still takes time. So that's the difference between Facebook and Google Ads. Facebook Ads, you still start from zero. You basically build the funnel from the awareness stage. Various Google Ads you straight away go into consideration and making them into your customer. So that's the difference between Facebook Ads and Google Ads. So I hope that answers your questions, Dan. Uh, great question, but yeah, yeah the straightforward answer is both, but it all depends on the price of your product. Yeah. So I think we have some sort of question. Oh. From Naga, which is a great question. Um, so, um, as a newbie business, which one is better? You know, do ads, hard sell ads, or build awareness with organic? Yes, this is a amazing question, and I'll jump straight away to answer it. So, uh, recently I talked to an e-commerce expert, and you know, they what she realized is they are. Basically, this is a very top level question. So there are basically mistakes that marketers make. Um, Sometimes they build too much community. So when you talk about organic awareness, you are building community. You're building your email list. You're building your Instagram followers. And sometimes you go for the ads and and you do the hard sell. So for me, it's both. (laughs) For me, it's both. You need to do both. Uh, You need to build the community organically because you need to go for the long run. You need to go for the long term. But you also need to do your acts to convert right now so that you can survive and be there for the next month. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So you need to do both. Uh, But if you had to prioritize, I would say like, you know, we as Next Academy, we work with a lot of startup founders as well. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they ask us for advice uh what startups generally do is they do google ads because like i said just now google ads are bottom of the funnel uh they will convert fast and you have to choose one channel to put all your efforts in do google ads because you need that sale to continue to to do business next month so any thoughts on this Audrey?
1: i i totally agree right um you know when you're building awareness if organic is going to take a long time Right. So unless you know you have all the time in the world and all the money in the world to you know to burn, yeah, feel free to do that. But the thing is that as a newbie business, you you cannot be waiting around and not having sales. So Mm -hmm. you definitely need to have both organic and both um um, both ads working together Mm -hmm. hand in hand. Always remember this that don't see all of them as singular things. Right. They need to work together to reach your goal. Mm -hmm. Right. Don't see them as separated. So I think to this question. It's not about what's better, it's about both need to work together
0: yeah. yeah so so the other mistake that marketers make is they do ads only, right yeah, so then you don't work on the long term. So in the bootcamp, yeah. I tell people as well the importance of brand, so right now, if you like let's say you want to fly around Asia with Google Air Asia, so with a good brand, with a good organic following, like let's say you want to upload something onto to the cloud you don't Google cloud storage anymore, right? You, you Google Dropbox. Yeah, exactly. So, so when you have a good brand, you convert better as well with your ads. So you will do ads. So you, when you build on your organic brand following, you know it helps to minimize your cost for your conversions on your ads as well. So ideally, you should do both. If you need to focus on one, of course, do ads, get in the revenue. But don't make the mistakes of doing ads only without working on the organic side. Yeah. Your cost will increase over time. So do both. Do both. Yeah, and that's can. the answer. So okay. next question, Audrey.
1: Um, it's by Jason uh, Budi Tong. Okay, so the question is, how to leverage the use of chatbots to garner more sales? Okay, how to leverage the use of chatbots to garner more sales?
0: Yep, so one of the modules or one of the weeks in paradise Watch we do actually have a specific day where we teach you how to build your own. Chatbot. Chatbot, yeah. So uh, the reason why, you know, it's this year is, is sort of the year everyone is talking about chatbots. Exactly. Yeah, so the the, the the trend word is conversational marketing, you know. We have things like Intercom, we have Drift, you know, we have uh, Mobile Monkey, we have ManyChat, all these chatbots around this year, and it's the year of conversational marketing. Because it's like, uh, you know, the CEO of uh, Drift, you know, David Cancel, he said, Imagine going to a store, going to a shoe store, right? And then you have a question about the shoe. And then when you ask the salesperson uh, you know, uh, a question about the shoe, and then the salesperson comes and tells you, oh, yeah, please, Drop your email, and then we'll email you the answer. So that's what happens if you don't have a chatbot on your website. People yeah. don't have a way to even submit their question. Yeah. They don't have a way to interact. They don't have a way to get quick, fast information. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like you you go to a store, and then you ask something about the product, and then say, oh, yeah, please leave your email, and then go back home, and we'll tell you about it. So that's why a chatbot is important uh, when it comes to, you know, increasing your conversions on your website. Mm-hmm. Um, so so are there any ways to, you know, make... Uh, increase the sales with chatbots.
1: I think I think with chatbots the first question you need to ask yourself is, are you trying to do chatbots because it's a trend or is it really going to help uh is it really going to help with your sales, right? Mm -hmm. Because chatbots, people use it for different purposes. Some people use it for information purposes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Information doesn't exactly, you know, change to sales, obviously, Mm -hmm. at least not immediately. Some people use it for support purposes. Mm -hmm. People always talk about this, but, you know, how many people are using it for, uh, what is it called? How many people are using it for sales purpose, Mm -hmm. right? We need to keep in mind that today, chatbots today, it's still not so sophisticated where it can replace a mm. customer service and mm. or or salesperson exactly. So mm. I think personally, I think when it becomes when when your product is very simple, very straightforward. For example, I let's just say mm. like I know that I want to buy coffee and then so happenly Starbucks. Okay, let's just say Starbucks in Glomax sells coffee and I just need to type in. I will straight away think. Okay, type in um go to Starbucks coffee and then say that I'm coming at ten. Uh, I want dark coffee, Uh, that's all, you know, and I'm coming at 10. And and I just key it in, I put my payment through, very simple stuff. Those things... Those sort of chatbot where you want to, you know, push for sales, those things will be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. But let's just say you want to sell clothing. I mm-hmm. think which is also good, but at the same time I may have other questions that I want to ask. Like, uh, you know, what what kind of uh cloth is this? Is this nylon or nylon mixed with something? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what kind of size is this? My waist is this size, you know, but you know, I'm between S and M, like what should I get? Mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of all these things that um that yes, chatbots today will still not be able to, you know, fully help you uh, uh-huh. cover those questions. But you that's why you need to keep those in mind, right? What are the limitations? And But of course, at the same time, what are the pros? Uh, what are the good things that it can offer you as well? When obviously, you know, we are only a few hours, eight hours, let's just say eight hours in front of the computer. The other time, we you eight hours, we still <laughs> need sleep, right? So, you know, chatbot is there to help, right? It will not be able to really truly replace you exactly, but it would it's going to be there to help you to actually um, help you to actually you know help help you love basically when you're not there you know imitate you a little bit when you're not there and also for chatbots I think um, not not just to sell straight away think of I think this one key thing that I talked to students about my I, I just told the students the, the one who have just graduated I said chatbots is great but it's only great if it's also helping you uh, not not you just giving information but you generating leads yep. for your uh, for your business as well. So the big question is, how can you use chatbot to generate potential leads? Yep. I think those are very key things to think about, huh?
0: Yeah, talking about leads, uh, one thing I love about chatbots, you know, like chatbots like Drift, you know, chatbots like a lot of uh, chatbots out there is capturing leads. So when someone interacts with the chatbot, a lot of times what happens is they capture their email. So you or not they buy from you, you have that email, you have that potential customer, you know who they are, you can nurture them or, you know, do Facebook advertising for them or whatever. You actually know who visited your website and you captured that lead for a person who asked a a question. And I think one thing that's very important when it comes to creating that chatbot is, you know, providing information. So Mm -hmm. to provide information, you need to be very understand your customer very well. You need to know what are the frequently asked questions uh, from your customers. So whether it is the price, the shoe size, color available, where to buy, what time are you open, um, you know, where you are, everything. You need to know what are the frequently asked questions so you can put that chatbot there so you don't have to answer all those basic questions. And you know, hopefully through that chatbot itself, you know you will make a sale or conversion so that's you know that's great when it comes to chatbots you know if you want to learn more about chatbots you know do come to a product launch book camp and you can build your own chatbots yeah. as well so finally we come to almost the end um last question from mandy up uh so mandy up is a very spooky question a bit of uh, you know a bit of a horror question so what, mandy up asked, uh, she was on Facebook. she asked us in our next digital marketing lab. So if you have any questions as well, you can visit us on the next digital marketing lab. So how can we prevent ghost users, you know, ghost users or users with weird foreign <laughs> accounts. You know, you get some, some person from Russia or whatever. When you do engagement and likes uh, from engagement, likes and follows, So a bit of a background on this question, if you have not run any Facebook advertising before. So you know, sometimes you post a content on Facebook. Uh, what happens when you run an ad is you know you get a lot of very weird names or very weird yeah. accounts engaging with your ad. Uh, and uh, some a lot of students ask me a question, how can I work them? <laughs> they are um, they are coming to our account. They are engaging with our ad, and I think we are wasting money, you know, doing advertising, especially in Malaysia. So so Audrey, what is your experience when it comes to this? You know. Indian accounts.
1: Okay, so I think I think this is a very common, super common question that a lot of people ask, right? Especially uh, business owners who come to our class. Yeah. They definitely will ask this question. Okay, I think first thing first is this, right? It really depends. I mean, a lot of people use boost posts these days, yeah. right? People use boost posts. People go for engagement ads, mm-hmm. right? And I think these are the things. If you're going to use boost posts or engagement ads, people are very likely... Um, it means it means that Google on no, sorry, Facebook is going to look for people who are most likely going yep. to engage with your ads mm-hmm. and who likes to click on likes and do weird comments the most is that category of ghost users, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think one key thing is uh in terms of prevention for you know ghost users or weird foreign um mm-hmm. Viet foreign accounts, number one is targeting. Mm-hmm. Targeting is super important. Mm. right um because with the the a lot of people don't really bother about targeting they just go like oh i want like 19 to 24 years old you know that's it uh no you need to definitely zoom down your targeting that's number one and mm-hmm. number two also um also think about what is your ad objectives mm-hmm. like uh, i think this is one thing that uh we always emphasize when we're in in class like your ad objective really really matters right mm-hmm. you cannot just you know simply choose objective because facebook it's so powerful, they give you a bunch of objective, it's up to you to know how to use it or not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you choose things like add engagement objectives, um, engagement objectives, then you you very likely will end up getting people who just like to click on, you know, love and like and yeah. things like that, who would always end up, you know, to be in this category of people. What are you
0: talking yeah. about? Um, so, so in the Facebook uh, advertising class, what I teach as well, so, Targeting is important. Objectives are also very important. So let's talk about targeting first. So one of the things I teach in the Facebook advertising, we call it part two, is lookalike audiences. So if you want to avoid all these foreign accounts mm. or you want to avoid all these weird users, what you can do is you can tell Facebook, hey, this is our customers. This is this the you know, seed or custom audience. I want to look for 10% of Malaysian population that is similar to this audience so when you do an ad based on this targeting you'll most likely avoid uh, the foreign accounts because they will look for people who have similar interests and similar behavior to your seat or your custom audience Um, secondly also when it comes my experience when it comes to setting the objective when you set an engagement of creative of course you'll get a lot of Via the accounts,
1: uh, because they're it the most
0: likely to engage but so this is another thing i really want to say if your post or your ad doesn't get enough engagement when you do a conversion ad you might not get a lot of likes you might not get a lot of comments but what you get from my experience is that post or that ad will get a lot of sales when it's a good conversion ad you don't always get a lot of engagement but what you get is a lot of landing page views or you get a lot of conversions so two things you need to to do to avoid weird accounts is to get your targeting right you know whether it's very good demographic behavior or uh, targeting or doing a look-alike audience secondly is to set your objectives right when it comes to you know the uh, facebook campaign objectives so yeah i think we have answered all the yeah. questions we spent around an hour an Yeah, hour. It's, been, it's been an hour thank you so much you know, for tuning into the the live webinar. You know, thank you, uh, Facebook, and thank you, Instagram. And uh, we really want to, you know, the whole objective of this bootcamp is to really empower individuals, you yeah. know, people who have a career or businesses. We really want to see, you know, you know make a difference in your business. We, we had a lot of students who went back and said, you know, it's the best investment they ever made. Uh, you know, they really went back and implemented all the things they learned in the bootcamp yeah. on their business or their work. And it really, you know, helped them get more business or help them, you know, start a business or, you know, help them to go to the next level in your career. So I really hope to see you on July 4th on our product launch bootcamp. Uh, and uh, do sign up or, you know, be part of the waiting list, waiting list if you can't join us for this time. So I hope to see you on July 4th on the bootcamp. And yeah, so that's all from us. So thank you so much again, and yes. we'll see you again uh, in two weeks' time. Thank you so much.
1: See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.